Hey y'all, it is me, Cicely Renee, aka the Bougie Black Blogger, and this is Bougie University, where we talk about designing a life we love. We see the vision, we write the vision, we live the vision, and then we celebrate the reality. Let's get started. Welcome back, y'all. It is me, Cicely Renee, a.k.a. the Bougie Black Blogger, and we are back with another podcast. And this one is all about creating peace in such chaos, right? One thing I've been talking about on my blog is anxiety. Um, the last post was five ways I deal with anxiety, right? So maybe that is, you know, walking away from someone or disconnecting from people that are part of the triggers, right? Or another one is to paint. So one thing I love to do is watercolor, and that has become part of my ritual, my ceremony of easing my anxiety. Um, But over the past week and month, I've been dealing with some other things that I wasn't able to paint, And I'm just like, what is going on? Why am I so unfocused? Why am I struggling? Why am I having these anxiety attacks and so forth? So I wanted to share my knowledge and my experience with you guys. And one thing I want you guys to understand is that I don't post blogs based on other people's lives, right? I have to connect. I have to have gone through something similarly so that I can be my most effective self in communicating, you know, my thoughts and opinions with my readers and, you know, my listeners. And so one thing I've learned growing up is that I can't stand taking advice from people who have not really experienced what I'm going through. So I don't like to talk to white people about my black issues, right? Because they haven't experienced that. I don't know why people go to people who are poor and ask for money advice, right? Why would you go to someone who is overweight for you know, let's say losing weight? If you want to lose weight, why would I talk to someone who is not in that process. So want I want to be genuine with everything that I say. I want to be able to connect and have a real, you know, story to tell and not make up these things, right? Um, so everything that I post on the blog is from my own personal experience or how I connect with it or how I understand it, right? Um, so you don't get fluff from me. You get real stuff that I personally believe in that I think would help other people. And that is why we have this blog and podcast, because I want to help people design a life they love despite all the stuff that they go through. And I've gone through a lot of stuff. And so what better teacher than to have someone who really knows, you know, on the ground floor, like, yeah. So anyway, so on the blog, we are talking about creating and designing a piece that you love. So I'll give you a little snapshot about what has been going on. I've been having like some anxiety attacks. I've been like crying and just can't get over something. You know, I was just, I was really struggling, y'all. And on Wednesday, I I was having a panic, well, not a panic attack, an anxiety attack. 
And I left work early. Um, and then I had already taken the day off for Thursday. So I, I just was like, I need to disconnect. I need to disconnect. And I was just, I was going through it, y'all. And <laughs> I was like, by the time Thursday morning hit, I was like, what is really happening? And, uh, and so I really wanted to figure out why I am struggling because I'm tired of feeling this way, right? And so I went through this like, I told my students I went through this intensive two-hour therapy session, you know, and it it was just me and God, you know, and the things around me um, to help me create a piece that I love, right? And um, I'm going to share with you guys these five steps that I took in order to get there, and it's and it wasn't like planned out like, oh, this is what I should do first. These are just the things that I went through. And then I went back and reflected and was like, oh, okay, this is good. I can write this down. These could be really helpful steps to help anybody go through their anxiety and fully understand it, um, what's happening, and then create a piece and walk through it. So let's get started with the five steps, okay? So the first step that I went through was to have my pity party and eat the cake and embrace the process of truly emoting, sometimes, most of the time. So I don't like myself to really feel things. I just like to throw it under the rug. I don't like I don't like crying, y'all. I can't stand it. I don't like feeling vulnerable. But I literally had to allow myself to do this. I remember a teacher, um, I was talking to one of my teacher friends, and I was like, I just want to cry. And my eyes started welling up, but then I was like, no, don't cry. And she's like, maybe you need to cry. And I was like, I didn't cry right then and there. But when I got home, I cried, right? So I had my pity party. I ate the cake. I embraced the process. And I just literally went through the process. I indulged in it. And one thing that I wrote on the blog was that, you know, when people are trying to get a food out of their system, I've heard people say, you know, well, eat a whole bunch of it so you can get sick and tired of it. And I was like, okay, that's, I mean, that's, that's, that's relatable to really feeling the emotions so that I can finally get sick of feeling this way and make some moves, right? Um, so yeah, that was the first thing is really embracing the process, just going through it. I yelled at God. I was frustrated. I was pacing back and forth. And I was like, yo, yo, we are doing this. Just get it all out there, write, scribble, whatever we need to do and just get it out, right? So then it went to questioning myself. So then I was like going through all this stuff, this pity party, and I was like, what What is really happening? What is going on? Why am I really feeling this way? Because then I, once I went through that pity party, I was like, I'm tired of feeling like this. I need to understand what is going on so I can fix it and make some moves. So this 
this this technique, I believe I talked about it on the podcast before, is questioning yourself seven times so you can get to the root cause. Most of us just stay on the surface level. You know how doctors prescribe medicine to treat only the symptoms but never get to the root issue, which means you will still have that root issue. And I was like, I'm tired of this root issue. I need to pull this root up and plant something else that's going to grow some, you know, some beautiful fruit, right? So the seven layers deep is questioning yourself seven times. So there's different ways you can do it. And two ways that I'll share with you is just asking yourself why seven times. So one, I did this with my students, um, I think it was like two weeks ago, about an essay that they were struggling with. And she was like, I hate school. School is boring. And I was like, why? Because teachers are boring. I'm like, Why? Because they don't teach any in a fun way. Why? Because the kids are wild. Why? Because they don't. And so we got really deep and she was able to really vocalize what she felt. If I would have just left it at the first why, we would never have gotten to the root cause. And she, her eyes just opened and she's like, oh, and she felt relieved because she was able to finally like verbalize what is the real problem. And it was phenomenal. And then my students tried doing it on me, but they did it ineffectively because they didn't really understand the <laughs> the process and it was silly. But anyways, the other way is asking specific questions, right? So literally you're having a conversation with yourself, okay? I was like, what is going on? And I'm like, I responded, I'm losing my mind. I'm losing it. I have no control. And I'm like, why are you losing your mind? Because I don't feel like I have control over my future. And so I painted this picture. I'm like, I'm going to lose my house. I'm going to lose all this stuff. Why am I going to lose it? And so question was like, why do you think you are not in control? And I responded, because everything I do is always questioned in my role as a teacher in the hands of others. So like when you're teaching, you know, test scores tell you if you're going to get hired again for the next year or if you're going to get a raise and whatnot. And so I just, I was losing my mind and I just felt like I had no control over my future. And um, I was able to reflect on, you know, because the past couple of years, I've been feeling like I had no control because my future was connected to my job. And these were some challenging jobs. And I remember the jobs that I had before that I loved. And I had no fear of losing control in my life based on a job. It was because we, I had a really amazing job. And it my job didn't wasn't dependent on test scores and all that good stuff. So that was I kept going deeper and really pinpointing, you know, what you know is really triggering my anxiety, right? And then so I kept asking myself, I was like, because um my job creates my living and if I lose my job, I'll lose my place, I'll be more in debt. So you think people that don't really know you are controlling your destiny. And I was like, no, I create my own destiny. How? Then I, you know, I, I hear this phrase or I heard this phrase a lot growing up. People don't have a heaven or hell to put you in. And that just popped into my head. And I was like, these people aren't in control of my life. It's like, shoot, 
I worked hard to get to where I am at. They can't take my knowledge. They can't, you know, change what I know, my credentials, my what I have been doing, where I'm going. And so it was like that epiphany, that change where I was like, yo, I'm taking my power back, y'all. I have to in order for me to get my peace, right? So I question I, I this this last and those are just simple responses, but in my event when I was questioning myself, it was more of like a dialogue really going deep down. And um yeah, I that was so profound for me. And um once I started, you know, digging deeper, it led me to the third step, which was what is my truth? What is my absolute truth, right? So I was like, shoot, I'm a dope young woman who has so much creative skills, who has a mind that can research and understand and implement and do things. And I'm healthy. I'm alive. I can create, I can create my own educational program, right? I can create paintings and pictures. I'm dope. I'm amazing. I'm worthy. I am peace. I'm life. So my truth came out into mantras and things that encourage me and focus on what I really have and where I really want to go. So like, what is your truth? And so your truth could be, you know, prayer and meditation. Your truth can be reading books or burning pictures, but whatever it looks like it is yours. There's no one way to prescribe it. And Don't let other people tell you what your truth is or how it should look like. Like, you know, I'm tired of the whole, you guys got to go to college after high school. That is not my truth. My truth is to travel around the world and paint beautiful pictures of the scenery that I see and to work with people and connect with them and build relationships. That is my truth. My truth is not what you tell me I need to do. Right, your my truth is not that I'm an ineffective mother or I don't know how to cook. Right, <laughs> that's not my truth. You tell I if I enjoy my cooking, then that is my truth. You don't have to eat it, right? So yes, what is your truth? That's step number three. So now step number four is walk in your peace. So I tell you, once I had my epiphany, once so this lasted a good two and a half, three hours, right? So I literally, I went to Target and I was still struggling and I just kept repeating to myself, I am peace, I am love, I am dope, I am talented. And I, I was walking around Target shopping for some tights, you know, trying to you know, take back all that that negative space that was filled with people's thoughts and opinions and actions that it was just, I was trying to push that out with all the powerful stuff that I was putting in there. And um, so eventually I was like, oh my gosh, I felt like a new woman. I was happy again. I was bubbly. I was like, oh my gosh. And my whole outlook changed. And so like thinking about you know, my job and being connected. And I'm like, yo, I can, I have the ability to create my future, right? And um, like, if even if I do lose my job, you know, get laid off, you know, I have different 
ways to access my future. Like maybe that taking it as a lesson or, you know, a door opening, right? So I'm not going to dwell on my fears and I'm not going to act out in my fears and my worries. I want to make sure I reposition myself so that when I do make these moves, it's in a peaceful place and I'm not doing it where I'm struggling. I don't, I don't need it. Right. So like one, it's one of the things that is a big struggle is like finding a job when you don't have one. So when you have one, like I have one, I'm at more peace when I can create a life, a future. I'm not saying I'm quitting my job. I love teaching y'all. I'm just saying that I was struggling, understood, thinking that, you know, work is, work is so stressful. But anyway, so yeah, so you can walk in your peace, right? And so I was so comfortable. I was, I felt so much weight lifted off of me and I had that peace that I needed. And so the fifth step, to solidifying that is to share your peace, right? And so I continue the mantras, right? And so I started walking in my peace and then I started connecting with people. I was telling my coworkers, I was like, thank you for being there. I I have had my breakthrough. And then I was talking to my students. One student came up to me and was like, he just because he he did an essay and I was concerned about it and I was like he's like I just been going through a lot and he just broke down and I was like oh my gosh you know and if I was not in a peaceful mindset I wouldn't have been able to give him grace I would have just been like you know what I've been going through some stuff too but I still come to work right and we don't want that we do not want to discourage people we don't want to cut them off we don't want to discount their emotions and their feelings and what they're going through so I need to be in a peaceful place in order to be able to share my peace. And one of my mantras was, I am peace. You know, and I just know that a lot of the things that I do, all the people I'm connected to, I'm always giving them peace. Like I'm always exuding and emitting peace where people are calm around me and they don't focus so much on everything that's going on in their life. And so, you know, when you share that peace, especially to people who don't know how to access it, you give them a little piece of your peace, <laughs> a piece of your peace. And, you know, then they have some access, right? Then they're like, oh, I like that piece. How am I going to create that piece for me? And so then you have taught them how to access it. And so they're going to create their own piece. Um, but if you're not being peaceful with other people, if you're not sharing, if you're not helping connecting, then you're not going to help other people. And if you're not helping other people, you're going to be, I feel like I get more inspiration and more, you know, I'm more fulfilled when I help other people. And so I feel like if you're not helping people, you're not going to be able to be at your most peaceful place, right? Because we are here to connect and build relationships and help people and all that good stuff. But yes, so those are my five steps for creating a peace that you love. Number one, having your pity party, right? Going through those emotions and that process. Number two, seven layers deep of questions, understanding your root problem. Number three is what is your truth? What is it? Does, what does it look like? What are the, what is the real, realness of who you are and what you believe and where you're going, right? Um, number four is to walk in your peace, 
You have it now. You have your truth. Now you have to walk in it and own it and just always be reminding yourself of your truth as you continue to walk in this world of chaos. Number five is to share your peace and connect with people, right? So those are my five steps. If you want to see it, make sure you go to the blog. This is Bougie Black Blogger. I will also post it on Bougie University as well. Um, But if you are interested in being part of the Designing a Life That You Love signature program of me helping you go through this process, sometimes we need people to help guide us. It is up. You guys can go sign up on the website. You'll see it. I'll connect with you. It is an amazing program. It has like a workbook. It creates these three different strategies on accessing a life that you love. Um, And, you know, it's amazing. And I'm excited about it. And I'm encouraging people to sign up for it. I, I can't do so many people. I can do like maybe two people a month. But I, because I'm teaching, but over the summer, I'll have more, you know, to give after my school year and, you know, how we have summer breaks. But yes, so there are some questions on the website and for your homework is you have the steps now. How can you design a piece that you love that will fill you with love, right? So will it be journaling? Will it be exercise? Will fasting be part of your ritual? What is going to be your ritual? You have the steps. Now design your own personalized ritual that will help you continue this day in and day out and be able to share love and not hate, right? All right. It's been real. Let me know what you guys think. Please write a comment, a review. Make sure you share it, you guys. Um, have a wonderful day. Peace and blessings, y'all.